Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Uh, yes, it is. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, I just saw this post from Woj. 12 minutes ago, Mike D'Antoni is set to meet with Michael Jordan about the Charlotte Hornets coaching job today. This after Kenny Atkinson uh, had been offered the job, to my knowledge, had accepted the job and then changed his mind, which did make me think of a bunch of other things that I'll get to here in a minute when we get to Steve Kerr. But just very quickly on that, knowing Jordan as I do, which is to say just having been around him as long as I have been, I can see that being a fascinating pairing because You've got LaMelo Ball. That's clearly your best player, and that's the guy you're going to try and build your franchise around. Uh, Mike D'Antoni made Steve Nash Steve Nash, and he made James Harden James Harden. So could he make LaMelo Ball into something like that? I can see that on one side. The other side? Michael Jordan, I can't fathom. The first time Mike D'Antoni tells his players, we don't give fouls on defense, we just don't play defense. I can't fathom Michael Jordan's reaction to that. That would be like the ultimate odd couple pairing. Michael's mentality and the way, and I like D'Antoni. I like Mike a lot. I think he's a, he, he's, he has a fascinating philosophy. He believes in it. I like it. I don't know if he can win with it. I think he's been awfully close. I think if Chris Paul stayed healthy that one year, they were going to win that title in Houston. They would have beaten Golden State with Durant. So, like, you can't say it doesn't work. I can't say it, <clears throat> sit here and say it doesn't work. But... The pairing of D'Antoni and Jordan, I think, would be a really interesting one. <laughs> the, the Hornets would become immediately like the NBA geeks, like your league pass, easiest, best watch, for sure. They'd be the fastest team in the NBA. Lamella Ball and Bridges with D'Antoni's offense. It would be the fastest team since those Suns teams. Like They would play at warp speed. They'd be a lot of fun. In the meantime, I, I did want to play this before I get into the coaching stuff. Uh, so Draymond Green at the parade yesterday, God bless him, have fun. Uh, a parade is a time to celebrate and have a good time. And this was Draymond addressing, fa- I don't know how many people were there, but I mean, hundreds of thousands of people at the parade yesterday in the Bay Area. I told y'all, don't let us win a f-ing championship. And clearly, nobody could stop it. I'm just going to continue to destroy people on Twitter, as I have been, um, and Instagram stories. Uh, I really love this this group. I just want to say thank you all. And as always, everybody else. I love y'all. So look, if that's what he wants to say in front of hundreds of thousands of people, that's his own business. And the coarsening of our culture has long since been a horse that is out of the barn. We're not changing that. But I will say, I'm old enough to remember when the Warriors were flabbergasted and thoroughly offended by the Celtic fans chanting that word at that person. That the Celtic fans chanted that word at that man, and the Warriors seemed unbelievably offended Mm -hmm. by it. How about the kids? How about the kids who are in this arena, guys? We can't be using that language in front of all these children. Clay Thompson said it. Steve Kerr said it. I think Draymond said it. And so 
How do you square those two things? Bubba, what am I missing here? Do you remember that? How long ago was that when, when Draymond seemed very concerned, very offended? Was that 15 years ago? No, was, it, was it five years ago? I'm sorry. Was it last season? Was it last week? Yeah, I think that sounds right. Last week. Last yeah. week. They were offended by the use of that word. Yeah. Now it's hilarious. How do those two things go together? You tell me. Maybe it was uh, some classic Draymond mind games. <laughs> The best part about Draymond when he did it after game three that they lost, yeah. he was talking about the fans swearing at him with his kid sitting next to him while he was swearing about, <laughs> yeah, about, yeah. about it. On the podium. The, that yeah, was on the podium, which was the best thing in the world. It, it, it's, look, I don't have an issue with any of it. I enjoy Draymond. You don't. Look, would I prefer to live in a world where that, world, that word was not chanted at, at arenas? And was not used in venues that public? Of course I would. I would prefer to live in that world. But I have fully accepted. Here's one of the things that happens as you get older, Hembo. Maybe this will happen to you because down deep inside, you're already in your 70s. Indeed. Um, You can't look at the world and wish it was the way it used to be. That's a huge mistake. A huge mistake that people who get older make. And you can see it. You, you, you hear it amongst older people. I hear it amongst people sometimes that I talk to who are my peers. I read it sometimes in, in the coverage of sports and in the coverage of people who do what I do for a living. Like, this is not the way the world works anymore. Like, fans chant that at games now. I don't love it, but it just is what it is. Now, I had little kids. I remember bringing my son Steve into a game when he was very young. And there was a fan who was shouting upset, like shouting that word near us. It wasn't a, a, a chant that was going throughout the entire place, but they were doing that guy was doing that. And I remember thinking, man, I hate that he's doing this with my son here. But I didn't get up and leave. And at this day and age, like that's just part of what you're signing up for. You're going to take an eight-year-old to a basketball game in Boston, Philly, New York, and any, a lot of other places. You're going to hear that. And if you don't want to hear it, then you're, unfortunately you're going to have to not go. So do I like that? No, I don't like it. It, it. That's how I keep describing it. It's the coarsening of the culture. But I fully accept that it is the way things are now, and it's not going to change. So my wife is having twin girls in September. Right. At what age are they allowed to chant bleep Dak Prescott at Lincoln Financial Field? At what age? In the womb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll start from If now. they're going to be we'll good Philly early. fans. Well, they, they got a father who loves the Eagles and a mother who loves the Giants. Mm-hmm. I think they come out of the womb yeah, hating the Cowboys. I think so. All right? They hate the Cowboys huh. in the womb. This, okay. is, this is in-womb hating. So that will be one of their first words, perhaps, or yeah. potentially. Look, I mean, I wasn't even going to get into that, but whatever. Like, I got criticized for something recently for something that we did on NBA Countdown where we're talking about the gambling. And here's the bottom line of it, Okay. You may not like the fact that gambling is now legal basically everywhere and it has become pervasive and everything, but that's just the way it is. Like, we cannot sit around and say, you know, everyone should act like it was 1978 because it isn't. Now, do I think things were better then? Of course. Everyone thinks things were better when they were younger because you were younger. And if only because you had more time, things seemed better. But... If you are going to be a successful person in life in every single way, this is my advice for all of you who are younger as you get older. Don't sit around thinking about how much better things were when you were younger. Adapt. Evolve. Change with the times. We don't live in the same world that we used to live in. Yeah, you might have liked it better. I might have liked it better. 
I did not. I do not like them. I'm sitting in the arena and they're chanting what they're chanting at 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 Draymond. I don't like it. But who cares what I like? These fans aren't sitting there thinking, you know, Grinny doesn't like this, so maybe we should reconsider our actions. Look, I'm from New York. I'm a Knicks fan. I, I'm in the Garden last year, and they're chanting that at Trey Young. Yeah, remember. And you know what he did? He beat them. He knocked them out of the playoffs, and then he took a bow. That's a great response. That's a great response, and that is the world in 2022. So you can not like it all you want, but it's not changing. And if you sit around howling at the moon, which is basically what it is, wishing that things were different, you know what happens? You get left behind. You don't change the world. It changes, and you change with it. Or you choose not to. But if you choose not to, you get left behind. That is the unfortunate reality of the situation. Hey, you remember the first time you discovered something amazing? What if that could happen to you with your job? Well, ZipRecruiter works like your personal recruiter to help you find new jobs or discover new opportunities that are the right fit for you. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. All right, very quickly, I wanted to mention, (coughs) I have a relationship with Steve Kerr that goes back when he got to Chicago in 96. So what is that? The 95-96 season, 27 years? Since the Cowboys last won a Super Bowl. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. The last, when I first met Steve Kerr, the Cowboys were the defending Super Bowl <laughs> champions. Uh, and I was covering the Bulls, and they signed him, essentially to replace John Paxson. And uh, he was exactly that guy. He was, he was a little better, I think, than Paxson. A little, a little better shooter. Maybe not quite as good an all-around player, but a better pure shooter, and that's really all they needed him to be. And he was also an insightful, smart, intelligent, um, cooperative, just good guy. When you covered those teams in the 90s, he was a go-to guy. You, you could always – and Michael was wonderful. Michael was, by the standards, by, by, by the realistic expectation, he could not have been more cooperative with media. But he was also the most famous person in the world. So he couldn't give you that much time because his, the demands on his time were practically unprecedented. And that was to a degree true of, of most of the stars on that team. Rodman was just like from another planet. And, and Scotty was Scotty and Phil. But, but so Steve Kerr is one of the guys that I did get to know a little bit. And, and then we were in Philly um, when Golden State went there in December. And we traveled countdown there for the game because it was right when Steph might break the record. Mm. So we wanted to be there in case Steph broke the record. He wound up not breaking the record. But I got a chance to see Steve for the first time since those days. And we had a very nice, just quick catching up. I mean, I was a a kid reporter following him around, and and he was, you know, he hit the shot that won the championship in 1997 and and, and all sorts of things. So he he was a terrific guy. I've always really liked him. And I admire him for his intestinal fortitude. Whatever you think of the things that he says, I admire the hell out of his, um, out of his, uh, the courage that it takes to say them the way he does. And I happen to like the things he says too, but that's, I would admire it even if I didn't, uh, didn't agree. Having said all those things, it brings me back to the question. This came up right around the time they were winning, and I want to bring it up here. Is Steve Kerr now one of the five greatest coaches in NBA history? That seems to be like a prevailing thought. The greatest coaches in NBA history in no particular order are Red Auerbach, Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, Greg Popovich, and then who? Like I think those four are generally considered to be the top. And if you look at the rest of the, of the all-time wins list, I think you have Lenny Wilkins and Don Nelson. I should have pulled up the list before I started here. But it, it's, it's guys like that. Does Steve Kerr go in that spot? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm too biased on the subject. I like Steve too much that I feel like 
I, I might be inclined to put him there just because I'd like to put him there. Let me take a break on that thought and we'll come back and we'll, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of that. Like, for all the talk about Steph Curry's legacy, is Steve Kerr the one whose legacy might have actually been given the biggest boost by what happened here? And is it possible that we are right now seeing the end of his tenure? I think it is possible, and I'll explain why next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, coming to you live, as always, above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Busy day. We've got Bubba's Who You Got coming up here, the whole hashtag crew is assembled around me here, but we were just having an interesting conversation. Again, Steve Kerr is a person that I have liked and admired for a very long time, so I might be somewhat biased on the subject, but the Mount Rushmore of NBA coaches, I think, is pretty safe, right? I think we know who they are. The Mount Rushmore is is Auerbach, Phil, Popovich, and Riley, right? Now, is that leaving out Chuck Daly? Should Chuck Daly be in that discussion? Like, I loved Chuck Dale, and he was a great coach. The other guys all have a lot more championships than he has, uh, than he won. But anyway, the point is, would Steve Kerr come in there someplace next? Like, is he? And and so that was going to be my question. But then Nuno brought up a really good question. Nuno, ask it to Hembo. All right, Hembo. You know, the Phillies, your 76ers get rid of Doc, and you have a choice of Eric Spolstra or Steve Kerr. Which guy do you want? It's a good question because I think Eric Spolstra is on the very short list of greatest coaches ever, probably top 10. But my answer would be Steve Kerr. My answer would be Steve Kerr. And I think, see, this is the problem in, in comparing Kerr to guys who have coached 20, 30 years. Like, it's not fair. Like, his body of work is still ongoing. But he's coached eight years. He's won six conference championships. He's won four titles. 
He took over a team that won 51 games and lost in the first round of the playoffs. They won the championship the next season. He's, his teams are 22-2 and two in playoff series. He's the only coach in the history of the NBA to win more than 70% of his playoff games. To me, the body of work speaks for itself, and the fact that he won a championship before and after KD sort of cements his And case. think about the two series he lost. So he's 22-2 and two in the playoffs. One of them, they've got a 3-1 lead in the final, and, and again, legendarily, Draymond, mm-hmm. he kicks you in the ding-ding, and, and there you go, you lose a 3-1 lead. The other one, he lost both Durant and Klay Thompson while the series is going on. So he could easily be 24-0 and in playoff series and, and, and has been in the finals every single year that his team was healthy. Let's, let's rewind eight, nine years. You were covering the NBA at the time, obviously, on the radio show. Was there any chance Steph Curry would become this? Was there no. any chance Klay Thompson and Draymond Green would become that? Steve Kerr deserves enormous credit for turning the 7th, 11th, and 35th picks in the draft into the foundation of a dynasty, does he not? I think that's right. No, I think that's absolutely right. Um, so you've convinced me. I, I will vote for Kerr on this. Now, here's the other question, Nuno. Is it possible that Steve Kerr is thinking about stepping away? Mm-hmm. I don't mean this week, but maybe one more year and being done. Like Steve is a person who's had a lot of life experience. He is a super smart person. He is obviously very passionate about a lot of things that go beyond basketball. You, if you follow him at all, you are well aware of what some of those things are. His father was an educator. Uh, you probably know as far as uh, tragically assassinated in Steve's youth. But, but so he comes from that kind of background. Who knows? Steve is a person who has many mountains he could climb in his life if he chooses to. And when the news came out that Kenny Atkinson had changed his mind, Nuno, I want to make it clear. I've not had this told to me by anyone, but the first reaction I had was, I wonder if Steve said to him, Kenny, I'm going to do this one more year and then you can have it. If the organization said, you know, we will give you this job if, Steve, if and when Steve steps away and Steve gave him some reason to believe he's, he's not a lifer. He's not going to be coaching there when he's 70. How old is Steve now? Was he like 56, 57? He's a little older than me, I'm guessing. He is 56. 56. So do we think Steve Kerr is a guy who's going to be coaching when he's 68? I don't. I, I, I could easily see Steve stepping away in another year or two. Did you think that when you heard the Atkinson news, Nuno? Yes, because why do you go through this process and then turn them down? Right. Unless something happened in between where you were promised something and now you feel like you're not getting it. Um, so, But it, this is probably one of those moves where it happens after – the 2023-2024 season because Steve Curry is scheduled to be the U.S. Uh, USA bas- men's basketball head coach. So maybe the next two years, unless Kenny also feels like there's another job, and here's the delusional part, there's another job that he might be interested in, right? Like, hey, who knows what happens with the, uh, Tom Thibodeau in New York? You know, who knows what happens in Philly? That maybe there's, other, like he's realized there's better jobs other than this Hornets job. Right. That, that's the other mm-hmm. uh, possibility, of course. But it certainly did go through my mind. You know, you've got a bird in the hand. You looked like you wanted it. Now you don't. What could have happened? And, and try and jog my memory here. I think it was the year they won 73 games. Didn't Kerr, like, sit out half that season with health issues? Yes. He had the, the issue with his back. Yes, he missed a lot of that year. Luke Walton coached a lot that's of right. that season. Steve had – it was his back, wasn't it? And he had terrible headaches – this was way before COVID, but, but, but 
he had like problems with equilibrium and 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 headaches and stuff like that. The answer yeah, is Kurt, yes. Luke he, Walton coached yep. a lot of that season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kerr, uh, Luke Walton went thirty nine and four as the interim that year. Steve Kerr was recovering from back surgery. Mm. Right, he had back okay. surgery and and but it, it led to a bunch of different complications. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on. Okay, a few other things I want to do here. We still have who you got coming up, but there were two other things we had planned. I want to get them both in. Why don't I do my green list first because I can do that quickly and then we'll save the the other stuff for after. So let's do a green list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The green list. All right, so today's green list again is the top five things as chosen by me and only me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. But this one, today is the first day of summer, Bubba. And so this is my top five stories of the summer on this first day of summer. These will be the top five things that we will be following and paying attention to as this summer goes on. Number five. The first is immediate. Do the Lightning become the first team to three-peat in hockey since the Islanders of the early 80s? The first team of any kind to three-peat since the Shaq and Kobe Lakers and immediately before that were the Yankees. No football team has done it in the Super Bowl era. The Packers are the last to win three straight championships. The Lombardi Packers in the 60s. So three-peats are very rare. A lot of people, I think, mistakenly, including myself, said, wait a minute, didn't Gretzky's Oilers do that? They didn't, right? They won two and then off, then two and then off, and then one. That's right. So they won five, but they never won three straight. So a three-peat is a very big deal in sports. The Lightning back within two games to one in the final. Do they wind up sealing the deal? Number four. Number four. Will Lamar Jackson turn into a real issue? Like I don't have a, real, a better way of phrasing it than that. But he doesn't have a contract extension. We sort of, he and they and all of us are kind of tap dancing around the idea of, is there a real problem here? Like, is he going to play this season out without a contract extension? Could this mean... Ultimately, him finding his way somewhere else. Could he play on a franchise tag? Like, what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson? I couldn't think of a better way to phrase it, but I think that is the overriding story of this early training camp time as we look ahead to this summer. Number three. Number three is what happens with Kyrie, and and at least part of that is going to play itself out over the next week and change. Next Wednesday is the day by which he has to make a decision on whether he's opting in for the final year of his contract or not. What's going to happen? Well, could he wind up on another team? It doesn't seem impossible. Number two. Number two. Well, a bunch of more high-profile golfers go to live. Brooks Kepka has gone. That's the big news of this day. Brooks Kepka has gone to live. Colin Morikawa has come out and made a steadfast statement that he's not going amidst a lot of rumor and speculation that he was. But what other high-profile players are going to go, and how is the PGA going to react? We have a, a split, a structural, we have a massive change. It, is it an upheaval in a major sport right now? And how far will it go? How many more high-profile golfers will wind up going to live? That's a huge story. Number one. And then number one to me is will Aaron Judge hit 62 home runs? We talked about this a little bit yesterday, and I'm going to put a pin in it and come back, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. But the New York Yankees are on an historic pace, and potentially so is Judge. He's on pace to hit 60, what, right now is it 61? Mm -hmm. Is the pace. That's right. But it's been hovering right around 60 or a little above all through this season. Will Aaron Judge hit 62 home runs? And if he does, what will the reaction to that be? 
I tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of our hundreds of reporters. It's presented by Supercuts, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. And dive a little bit more into that, the judge and the Yankee business, and then we will do who you got to finish it up on this busy day with Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Uh, good fun stuff. A greenie with you here on ESPN Radio. We'll get back to our business in just a moment here. Hembo's got some notes you need on the baseball, and then we will finish it up for the day with the traditional who you got for my main man, Bubba. But Nuno was particularly interested in this, and he wanted me to bring it back here on the radio show. Again, we had Wendy on TV today, and I, I asked him to come on the radio show, but he's at the dentist. Mm. So unfortunately, he's, he's being dentist. What's what he's being dental? The uh, I don't think that can be used as a verb. That's correct. Whatever it is, he's at the dentist, and that really requires no further explanation. Uh, So I don't know what the hell I'm thinking. But anyway, uh, among the many things we talked about on with uh, with him on TV today, in addition to the latest with Kyrie and the latest with Durant and the latest with the Warriors, is LeBron James, and this kind of glossed over what Wendy was saying, but LeBron's future in LA. Interesting. Trust me. I checked on this greenie and the answer that I got back with is undecided at this point. Now this is not a decision for June 30th or July 1st. This decision can't even be rendered until August. So there's about six weeks between now and the Lakers get to go through the draft and the free agency before they get to decide whether to present it with them. So that's the question is, is LeBron going to sign an extension that will for all intents and purposes mean he finishes his career with a Laker, as a Laker. It, it is not realistic. I know he's been brilliant. I know Tom Brady won the Super Bowl at whatever age he was, 43, when they won it. And I know LeBron continued. He's a, he's a wonder. He's a marvel. He's unbelievable. He's, he's bordering on being a Marvel comic character, right? He's, he's that. But it is unrealistic to think that at the age of 40, <clears throat> LeBron James is going to be a star player on a championship caliber team. So this is kind of it. So whatever happens with him this summer is kind of what happens with him. And I don't see him leaving LA and I don't see them wanting him to, but there is a part of me that thinks it would actually be in their best interest and his for him to go someplace else. And when it comes to the Warriors just winning the championship, LeBron is not going to take that lying down. When they won in 2015, he came back with a vengeance with the best final series we've ever seen in 2016. They won two more. He made his way to L.A., and he won another there. The Warriors are hanging on. I guarantee you in his heart of hearts, LeBron believes that he too can hang on. 
and that with a healthy Anthony Davis and that with the right pieces around the two of them, he can take one more stab at this thing and outlast But both the of those are unrealistic Why? because Anthony Why? Davis is never healthy and they <laughs> don't have the right pieces around them and they don't have any obvious way of getting them. So, I, look, I could sit here and make a list of teams in the West that are going to be better than them and it's a long list. We continue in 15 seconds. Oh, Yes. Over the weekend, we uh, all of us, and by, by we, I mean planet Earth, celebrated the 80th birthday of Paul McCartney. And Bubba was just telling me in the break that, Bubs, you, got, you went, got to go see him at MetLife last week? That is true. Was it as spectacular as I would imagine it was? I was on the road, of course. I saw that Springsteen came out. I saw oh, Bon yeah. Jovi came out. Star-studded event. Yeah, uh, MetLife Stadium last week. A lot of fun. My dad and I went. It was Yeah, it was great. I've seen him twice. I saw him in Chicago in the early 90s. So he was a much, much younger. Oh, nice. By definition, a much, much younger man. To, you know, um, And he was spectacular. I saw him at Soldier Field. I want to say that was 91-ish, 90, 91. And then I saw him at the Garden just a few years ago, whenever year that was that he came through, 2017, I think. And uh, still puts on an unbelievable show. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's show. 80. He was a couple days before 80 when we saw him. He does not seem 80 at all. Like, he's bouncing around. His voice still sounds good. It's unbelievable. He's the best. I, I mean, yeah, the greatest. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it, when he, that first note hits for Can't Buy Me Love, like, it was, it's unbelievable. You're, saw, you're seeing I, a Beatle up there, and it's, it's ridiculous. I, I saw, you know, if you go, I, I I don't, I don't think this is a secret because I just came across it by mistake. If you go on YouTube, people seem to be posting like his entire shows. Right, yeah. And I don't know if that's illegal or not. It can't be, right? If it's up on YouTube, it it can't be that this is like bootlegged, right? This has to be somehow yeah, well, organized. Because I mean, everyone just videotapes everything these yeah. days, yeah. But, 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 but you can watch it. I've, I've, I've watched like, you know, I just will pick a song and I'll just watch like a couple of songs. And it's, it's, it's just, it, it, it could bring tears to your eyes thinking about how much it means to you. Not you, Hembo, because you're like, and, and it, I don't even know what you are, but... You're an automaton, but um, it, it, it does. It, it, it really, it almost chokes me up to think about how much that guy has meant in my life. Um, and I'm thrilled that he's still doing it. I mean, just thrilled doesn't even begin to tell the story that he's still doing it. All right, let me give you a quick read here from Masterworks. I want you to pay close attention to this. And then we're going to do the baseball and then we're going to do who you got. But let's talk about magic. He's an icon on and off the court. Ten NBA championships, five as a player, five as an owner. But he's more than just a baller. He's an investor, too. Off the court, he turned $40 million into over $600 million, and the real news is what he's doing next. He's betting on a completely overlooked $1.7 trillion asset class that's expected to explode by another trillion by 2026. His investing partner said he thinks it'll outperform stocks and bonds, and it seems like he's right. Because while most people are down right now, a group of investors putting money into this asset are up 33% in 2022. They're also safe from inflation and diversifying for the future. With over 450,000 members, demand is high. But you can skip to the front of the line right now at masterworks.com and use the code GREENY. See important Regulation A disclosures at masterworks.io slash CD. There is no guarantee of profits and investing includes risk of loss. Go to masterworks.com and enter the promo code GREENY. All right, next order of business. I'm ready to go right now. Green light, green light with Greeny. Green Let's run through a couple of numbers here. I'm giving the green light to Hembo before we do who you got uh, to give me some numbers on the Yankees start because if you're a, a casual baseball fan, you are aware the Yankees have started very, very fast. You may not be aware of just how historically spectacular this start has been. Hembo, take it. The Yankees are the first team in baseball to 50 wins. 
They got their greenie in 67 games. They're 50 and 17. Just for some context on that number, the 1927 Yankees, they're widely considered the best baseball team of all time. And at this exact point in their season, they were 47 and 20. This Yankees team is three wins ahead of that team's pace. Again, the greatest team of all time. The single season wins record is 116. It's been done by two different teams, most recently the Mariners in 2001. The Yankees are currently on pace to win 120 baseball games. And is there reason to believe here they're going to put the division on ice early? I haven't checked the standings today. They were up 11 games yesterday and they won. They're up so 12. They got they're up 12 games now in the American League East. So they put that on ice um, at some point, and you figure maybe the last two weeks of the season they're not under any pressure to win. So they'll be figuring out whatever it is they want to figure out. The pitching staff, although now. You know, you don't really want to do too much of that, right? Because you're going to have all those days off built in anyway. These are not the old days where you would finish the season on a Sunday and start the playoffs on a Tuesday. So I guess that sets up my question. Do you think they're going to break the record? Will they win 117 games? I think so. I I really do. They have the formula to make this happen. I think this is probably the best way to frame their greatness. So in baseball's modern era, which dates to 1900, so I guess it's not that modern, There has never been a team that scored five runs a game and allowed fewer than three runs a game. The Yankees are on pace to do that this season. They have baseball's best lineup, baseball's stingiest pitching staff. That's a freaking juggernaut. What what more could you do? Here's what I can do. I can ask Nuno two things. Which of these two things makes you happier? A, your favorite team is historically good right now. B, Hembo predicted them to finish fourth in the division before mm. the season began and now has to sit here acknowledging how wrong he was. Which of those two things, Nuno, in your heart of heart, brings you more joy? I enjoy the. I get so much joy out of Hembo having to admit that he was wrong. This is why people shake nerves. Because he was wrong about the, you know, the Aaron Judge, right? Like he sided with management. Shocking. <laughs> old guy that, you know, old guy <laughs> sh- uh, sides with management uh, yes. when it comes to a player management uh, salary dispute. And he's had to just, I know what he's doing though. He thinks he's slick. He's like, oh, I expect them to break the record and, you know, things of that nature. So when they don't win, if they don't win, it's he'll enjoy that. He'll have that type of uh, field day with it. So you have tried endlessly to establish my credibility on this show as a baseball expert. Right. To, to recap, I predicted the Yankees to finish fourth in the American League East. They're yeah. going to break the single season wins record. Right. I said Aaron Judge <laughs> should not have bet on himself. He's going to hit 62 home runs. Right. How, much more could, how, how much more wrong could you be about anything than it was about the Yankees? Yeah, you, it's hard I, to do. you don't look so good on your White Sox pick right now either, if no, I, I might don't. add. No, I do not. A couple of, you know what? You've been around me too long. The hashtag KOD, I think, might be starting to seep its way <laughs> over to you. All right, let's get Bubba up here center stage. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? All right, who you got is where Bubba steps in. Bubba, as many of you may know, before his illustrious career in radio production, uh, had a job where he used to administer lie detector tests on behalf of the FBI. So he knows how to ask good questions, interrogate, if you will. So he will now interrogate me with a series of binary propositions. Take it, Bubba. All right, who you got? Brought to you by Granger. We've been wrapping up all the NBA Finals talk today, so let's do this. One more Finals question. Who is more likely to return to the NBA Finals, Celtics or Warriors? Who you got? Well, see, that's a really good question, and here's why. 
I think the Warriors are a, are a, they prove themselves to be a better team, and I think there's every reason to think they're going to get better because I think Jonathan Kaminga plays more next year. I think James Wiseman plays more next year. I think they will be deeper. Andrew Wiggins, who was an all-star starter this year, if they bring that whole group back, I think there's reason to think they'll be better. I think there's reason to think Clay will be better next year. However, the West, the West is um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's a it meat is grinder. Unima- it's a meat grinder. Thank you. It's unimaginably tougher. Make a list of the teams in the East that you're really scared of. If you're Boston, who's your biggest competition next year? Milwaukee, and and we'll never know. But if Middleton stays healthy, maybe the Bucks are the ones in the finals, not the Celtics. We'll never know, and it doesn't matter. But figure they will be back. They'll be really good. Who else in the East are you scared of? You seem to be very fond of uh, the Nets. The Nets are going to, I will never make that mistake again, ever. That was, of all the picks I've ever made in my life, that really might be the one I regret the most. <laughs> and that's a ridiculous, I, would not be, I will not bet on them again at all. If they get rid of Kyrie and turn him into someone better, then we can talk about it. But no way on the Nets, no way on the Sixers. Um, the Bulls aren't quite that good. I don't know what their offseason is going to look like. They're not that level of good. Uh, Miami, my, uh, Miami, if it, that's probably another one. Got to give them their credit. Butler was spectacular. A tweak here, a tweak there. Look, uh, uh, Butler's shot goes in, and they're in the final this year anyway. Um, but that's about it. In the West, are you kidding? The West is ridiculous. Phoenix isn't going away. Memphis looks outstanding. Dallas added a very nice piece. They look good. If Denver is healthy, they're genuinely spectacular. I mean, like, really good. If Zion is healthy, the Pelicans are a team to be reckoned with. Who am I forgetting? The Clippers. Uh, The Clippers are probably the best of them all. I got people telling me left and right, if Kawhi and Paul George are healthy all year, the Clippers are the favorites to win the NBA championship next year. So I just think that by the basis of the West being so much tougher than the East, Bubba, I will answer the Celtics are likelier, but I, the Warriors are the better, obviously the better team. They're the champs, and right. they do it every single year, so it's hard to pick against them. But the official pick will be Celtics. Bubba, what's next? All right, speaking of the Nets, what team will Kyrie Irving play for in 2023? Who you got? The Nets. He will wind up on the Nets. That's, I can't. I just can't fathom that's going to go sideways. I don't know exactly how it's going to get where it winds up. But I cannot imagine that he's going to be gone. I believe Kyrie Irving will be a net. Next. To the NFL, Jerry Jones gave Mike McCarthy some public support, sort of. I don't really know what he was doing. But (laughs) what does he need to do to return for year four? Super Bowl, NFC Championship? Is there... Really nothing he needs to do. Who you got here? No, I look, Jeremy Fowler said that that everything he's hearing from inside Dallas is that McCarthy is solid. I just don't buy it. I think if this team doesn't... See, it's not just that they lost in their first playoff game last year, but it was such an awful loss. I mean, to lose a game based on a coaching blunder of that magnitude... Well, even, was, le- even leading up to that play, it just seems like they were not ready to go. No, they were not prepared. The like penalties, last play aside, they yeah. were not. They were out coached and just not seemed prepared. But clock management was their issue all year long, and it winds up costing them the last play of their season. And well, they, you, sometimes you just can't see the scoreboard. So you know, it's, that <laughs> in life, sometimes you can't you see know, the clock. That happens. Um, I, I think that's right. I think you have it right. I, I think he needs to make a run to the NFC Championship game and. 
he needs not to lose on a coaching blunder. Like I think, I think he needs for if if let's put it this way: if Sean Payton is really an option, if Sean is interested in coaching the Cowboys, Jerry will want that. Despite anything he says, Jerry will want that. So the question is simply: Does McCarthy do enough that you can't get rid of him? I think if he win, if he goes to the NFC Championship game and they lose a hard-fought battle against Brady, it'd be very hard to justify firing him. Anything short of that, I think he does. I don't get this. This is the same Mm. owner, Jerry Jones, that let Jason Garrett coach his team for 10 years. He won two playoff games. Why are we acting as if Jerry Jones is some sort of irrational Yeah, like Steinbrenner in his prime. I I think you're right, but this is going that way. The the, the Cowboys were too good to have what happened to them last year happen. Those Cowboy teams weren't all that good. This one was. Mm. This one should have done more than it did this year. They underachieved, not just in the playoffs, but all year long. I could see trouble on the horizon for Mike McCarthy. Bubba, next. Who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. Yesterday was Lionel Richie's birthday. <laughs> What's your favorite Lionel Richie song? Who you got? Uh, you know, it's funny. Lionel Richie was an artist that I'm obviously old enough to remember when he was first in his prime. Um, prime is the wrong word. When he was at the very top in recording, no, he had a million number one hits in the 80s. And I was not a particular fan. Like, I liked him, but I was not a particular fan. And I think his music has held up very well. So a song like Dancing on the Ceiling, for example, do you know that song? Oh, what a feeling to be dancing. Okay, why am I asking you? You know, everyone else listening to this conversation knows that song. Oh, great That's song. not a song I thought I liked then. I love it now. Hmm. That song comes on. I'm driving in the car. That song comes on. I'm dancing. I'm tapping my toes. I'm enjoying myself. Another one I like, a very schlocky ballad called Hello. Remember that song? I've been alone with you inside my mind. And in my dreams, I've kissed your lips a thousand times. Great song. Sometimes feel my heart will overflow. He's got a lot of great songs. I mean, I'm going to go with one of those two. He's got some gems. I'm, I'm going to go with Hello sure. or Dancing on the Sea. What, what am I forgetting? What, what, am I forgetting an obvious one? Because I just am not. I didn't have Lionel Richie on the brain. Um, I think those are the main ones. I, I may yeah. be forgetting an obvious one, but those are the ones that jumped immediately to mind. Yeah. Right, give me one more. Uh, let's see. 13 years ago, Saturday, Michael Jackson died at the age of. 50, who Oof. you got is your favorite song from the King of Pop. Well, there's no way. Here's what I will tell you. There is a Michael Jackson show on Broadway. It's called MJ, the musical. And the guy who plays Michael Jackson in it just won the Tony for best mm. performance. And no one has ever deserved anything more. He's brilliant. And if you have a chance, if you're going to be in New York over the summer or you were listening in New York right now and you get a chance to see it, it is not a documentary. It is, it is not, you know, you have to put aside whatever your feelings might be about whatever you believe Michael Jackson did or didn't do. Purely from a music and entertainment standpoint, it's one of the most remarkably good times I've had on Broadway in forever. And the guy who plays him, you will think you are seeing Michael reincarnate. He's unbelievable. So what you will learn from that show is there's no way to pick one song. His catalog is endless. There are like 30 songs that they do that you know every word to and you love every one of them. So I refuse to pick just one. You have an update for me, Bubs? Uh, yeah, just a quick uh, update from, uh, this is not related to who you got, but from uh, Sarah Barshop, Texans reporter, uh, related to Sean Watson. Um, in a statement, Tony Busby said, quote, all but four of the lawsuits filed against the Sean Watson have been settled. And Busby said, we're working through the paperwork related 
to those settlements. Once we have done so, those particular cases will be dismissed. Hmm. So an update on Deshaun Watson. Want to get that in before the show ends. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Look, that's obviously incredibly important. All of this is, um, I mean, all of this is completely up in the air. A football future and a whole lot more. I'm glad we got that update in there. We'll continue to follow it all day right here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.